Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Well, this is extra indeed. You know that the digital revolution has had an enormous impact on how people live and work, right? I mean, countries are now moving from a digital transformation stance towards the realization of a digital nation. And in Mongolia, innovative technologies have already contributed significantly to its society and its economy, and they continue to hold great potential for the future. Almost a year ago, Mongolia actually launched the eMongolia platform to streamline public service delivery. And to tell us more about this journey, we're now joined on the line by Bolor Erdin Batsengel, State Secretary of the Ministry of Digital Development and Communications of Mongolia. Hi, and welcome to the show, ma'am. Hello, thank you for having me. Greetings from Mongolia. Greetings from Singapore. Um, we've heard about this eMongolia platform that you started uh, uh, last year in Mongolia. Can you walk us through how this came about? How did it start? Sure. So um, in 2019, we have done um, a digital readiness assessment with the University of Oxford uh, to identify what are the main challenges for Mongolia to have digital economy. Mm-hmm. And turns out that the government itself was the biggest bottleneck of digital development as the private sector progressed so much in digital and the government just stayed there for, for years um, without having any digital, you know, um, digital platforms. Mm-hmm. What was the problem there? Uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, the government had to digitize uh, its services. So we started the Mongolia project in late 2020. We launched the Mongolia platform with uh, 181 services in, in October 1st of 2020. Now we have um, 658 government services. Mm-hmm. Um, including like ordering your passport, ID card, establishing or registering a company, anything except uh, registering marriage or filing for divorce. Because oh. these Those are, are emotional. personal <laughs> and emotional, yes. <laughs> yes. But you said earlier that the government, it seemed, had come to a standstill. It wasn't progressing. What were the problems there in terms of getting buy-in? Um, the problem was um, the government was very slow in terms of adopting new technology. So because the government had so much red tape bureaucracy mm. and which led to corruption, the private sector and the public, especially younger generation, you know, hated going to government offices because they experienced red tape bureaucracy. So as much as we do um, capacity building for our front desk employees, um, now we have digitalized most of the services. And as you might know, Mongolia is one of the most sparsely populated country. We have herder communities living in the countryside. Um, they would have to drive five, six hours to go to the town or city mm. to get a simple government service. Now imagine a herdsman on the horse, riding a horse and mm. getting a government service. That's happening. Here's the thing, though. You said there were some issues within the government, right? You mentioned corruption. You also mentioned bureaucracy. How did you manage to overcome all of that in order to get this project going so quickly? Mm-hmm. 
So we actually had very good uh, political leadership. The current prime minister, Mr. Ayurdin, um, he's very young, obviously, and he was very supportive of the idea of E-Mongolia when we uh, first pitched it. Um, he went to actually Singapore and Estonia and other countries and saw the e-governance. So mm. he supported and anyone who's against digitalizing government services would be considered as pro-corruption, he announced. Oh. So after that, we had a lot of uh, calls from government leaders, political leaders, uh, to digitalize their service. So the e-Mongolia, as you mentioned, you know, and we can all picture this in our minds, Mongolia is a vast uh, landmass and steps and um, all that. Um, what sort of benefits are people starting to see with the streamlining of services that they can do from wherever they may be as long as they have proper internet signal or 4G signals? Has it made yeah. life more so, uh, I mean, convenient for them? Yeah, E-Mongolia is a new um, platform that kind of brought the communication between the government and the citizen much closer. Mm. So now we have introduced a notification system so anyone who enters our citizens' data without their consent would be notified to the citizens. Um, so the citizens will, you know, they do have the right to own their data, control their data. Okay. Um, even though the data is being held by the government itself. Um, we have saved about uh, $72 billion to works, which is about $30 million U.S. dollars mm. for the past year, just for using um, using e-Mongolia platform. Um, now we have, you know, businesses and foreign citizens living in Mongolia using e-Mongolia, which is now become a big game changer in terms life of... Easier. Less corruption, yes, makes life easier. Mm, and I'm sure it has a lot of economic benefit since it is a game changer for businesses as well. Digital inclusion is a major issue around the world and in many, many countries. How did you go about ensuring digital inclusion, especially for individuals like the herdsmen that you mentioned earlier? Or, or older people, in fact. It will be difficult as well. Yeah. yeah. So what did you have to do in order to ensure that? And what do you have to continue doing as well? Yeah. So the government, obviously, we have to, most of the government all around the world, we have to look at our education system and see the, you know, ICT part of it. But for us, for the short term, what we have been doing is that we have been using pandemic for digital literacy. And mm -hmm. given the fact that Mongolia had um, six, seven times of lockdowns, we, uh, we introduced... Uh, we protected the Mongolian delivery, so if they order a passport, we will bring the passport to their homes mm. during the lockdowns. Um, we organized a lot of capacity building activities, and we are targeting specifically herder communities, mm -hmm. elder communities, disabled communities, and disadvantaged communities. And um, we have started national digital literacy program 
only for these communities. Um, we have been adapting different approaches. We go to countryside, teach them mm-hmm. in person. We have online platforms. We have TV programs. Uh, we even have social media influence, influencers. Influencers. Okay. For those of you who are just joining us, we're speaking to the State Secretary of the Ministry of Digital Development and Communications of Mongolia, Bolor Erden Betsingo. And she is the youngest and the first female to hold this position in Mongolia. I won't ask you your age, uh, Bolor, but uh, you are. uh, You were profiled by Forbes magazine as one of the 30 under 30 for social impact. So for for people listening out there, you can pretty much figure this out uh, yourself. Uh, Bolor, can you tell us about your mission? to turn Mongolia into a digital nation? Because we don't really associate Mongolia as being a digital nation. So how has the journey been so far? Um, th- well, the journey has been challenging, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> we have a very mixed uh, group of people. Obviously, technology is very um, used and supported by younger generations. Uh, for the government, most of the leaders are much older and uh, traditional mindset people. Um, so I I'm, I would like to be honest, it has been very challenging. But for me, you know, Mongolia's economy has been heavily based on mining. So right. uh, as I'm some, someone leading the ICT sector of Mongolia, I truly honestly believe that uh, ICT sector and being making Mongolia a digital nation will create uh, another economic sector in Mongolia. We have very bright, talented professionals, software engineers. Um, I always uh, say this, Mongolia is a hidden tech gem. I know Singapore is a very popular hub, but uh, Mm. I, I truly believe that Mongolia is a hidden tech gem in Asia. What exactly did you have to do to convince the naysayers? Because you did mention that it was very challenging, right, to get people on board. What did you say to them? How did you convince them that this was the right way to go? Well, the timing, obviously. The world is, uh, you know, using technology. Technology is changing second by second. Um, Like it or not, you have to use technology. Um, But for, for me, I mean... The younger generation of public supported it so much that they would share on the social media, they would share their stories of using in Mongolia. Mm-hmm. So the elder community or the other older leaders would understand, okay, this is actually impacting people's lives. So um, I think what I would say is obviously uh, we had political leadership from our prime minister, but for mid-level and also a bit top-level management of the government, um, I use public to pursue and to convince them. Mm. Because the public loved it, they used it, they're happy with the service. It has saved them time and money and stress as well. Mm. Yeah, can't argue with that, right? Now, Valor, you mentioned Singapore earlier. And you're right. I mean, we started on this journey years ago, and we might be considered more advanced than a lot of other places. But then Mongolia has caught up to a great extent. Sometimes it's better to get in later, right? So you don't have to deal with dismantling legacy systems. You can just leapfrog. What do you think 
Singapore can learn from Mongolia when it comes to such solutions in such an environment? Um, that's, uh, that's a very good question. I mean, uh, we do see Singapore as one of the very best role models when it comes to digital technology. Um, uh, we also look at Estonia, Korea, Japan. And in between these countries, um, I feel like um, there are at some point they stop innovating they mm. stop looking at social problems because they believe oh already we solved it with this technology but um, I think we have to even as a government we have to keep uh, innovative uh, and make uh, make a platform that listens people listens to their citizens and listen to what they want and what they need and we should not stop it technology itself is evolving it's live it has to be updated and changed all the time so um i guess if i were to say anything i would be you know keeping it persistent and innovative and not be satisfied with where you are right now but see what are the more more challenge to to solve or um or see yes. mm-hmm. i guess just like humans technology and our need for it will evolve as you rightfully said thank you very much uh, for joining us and shedding light on what's happening in mongolia in with e-mongolia in particular we've been speaking to balor erden betsingle the state secretary of the ministry of digital development and communications of Mongolia. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.